0: Titles may determine status, but roles, on the other hand, determine action. We need to identify, accept and function within a specific role. And although that may be difficult, it is crucial, especially for the blended family. Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. What is going on, people? I am typically going to be passionate about whatever I address within the blended podcast. However, This subject of knowing your role has a special place in my heart. It is so crucial, especially when it comes to the blended family dynamic, because roles determine action and how you will end up operating. I think this is especially important for parents, but this applies to everyone it applies to the kids, especially when they get a little bit older. This applies to aunt and uncle. This applies to grandparents. It, this applies to everyone. Just knowing your role is so important because without definitive roles, there is no standard to operate from. We tend not to have a standard that we hold ourselves to. And therefore, there's a lack of expectation for ourselves. And we keep others from having an expectation of us, and it's really just an opportunity that we provide for others for both their sake as well as our sake. The expectation aspect of the relationship is super important. So, one of my guilty pleasures is the show Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> it's a super entertaining show. I can't help it. I know Chef Ramsey. It's cursing up a storm going in on everybody, but it's just fantastic. I'm a fan of cooking. I'm a fan of eating, and you throw the entertainment aspect in there as far as some of the fights, the end where everybody comes together. We're celebrating the progress being made. It's just too good. It just addresses every component of a really good show. The cursing is insane, though. And I love when he initially sits down in these restaurants and they're serving him food. And most of the time, he's just talking mess. It's just everything he's eating is the worst thing ever. He's gonna throw up or he's gonna be in the bathroom for the longest time, just doing who knows what. And he's just like, it's so blonde. It looks like a, a dog through I I can't do the accent. I can't. I wish I could. Super entertaining, nonetheless. But when you think about the state of these restaurants, they're typically struggling prior to bringing him in. He's there to assist them and to kind of see their blind spots, whatever the case, but the success or the failure of these restaurants tend to hinge heavily on two individuals, that being the manager, whoever's managing the place as well as the head chef. So when they are operating, within their roles, when they are clear on what they're supposed to be doing, what's expected of them. These restaurants tend to turn things around. However, oftentimes there is this tendency of one or the other to kind of bleed into each other. And what I mean by that is sometimes the manager, he's not managing. He is so worried about what's taking place in the kitchen. The chef He is either frustrated or discouraged or he is also operating in other capacities and that keeps them from being effective. However, again, when they figure things out, they solidify and attain clarity concerning how they're supposed to be operating, what the expectation is of them so that they can work as a team and hold each other accountable. Things get turned around and these restaurants begin to thrive. Obviously this is television, so who knows what the reality is, but there typically is a beautiful picture painted at the end of each episode. So for me, that kind of paints a picture of how much more effective we are when we determine what our roles are, and this is not something that can just be done privately. Yes, it is awesome when we look at ourselves in the mirror And we challenge ourselves and we just have this motivational pep talk. It's like, this is what I want from you. This is what you've been doing. These are the mistakes you've been making. And this is how we're going to turn this around. That is absolutely necessary for us to have that intimate, private and personal challenge to ourselves. However, this challenge needs to exist and expectation needs to be created publicly as well. And when I think about. Specifically, the marriage ceremony, this is that's kind of what's happening in that setting as well. Although it's very much a celebration of these two individuals and them being brought together and their potential as a married couple. But what that day also signifies is an expectation that others can and should have of them. Those in attendance are there not just to celebrate, but they're also there for the sake of accountability, which makes the rate of divorce all the more surprising because, as we know and we often say, it takes a village. Those people present are very much a part of the village, and we've lost the art of holding people accountable for their words. These people are reciting till death does us part. And I feel like what should happen more often is people being like, yo, are either of you dead? (laughs) No. Well, then we need to get to work. We need to take every opportunity available to us to stick to what our expectation was of ourselves, as well as the one we created publicly. And that's just that's, that's this is just me going off on a tangent. Forgive me, but I don't think success is possible in isolation. So, again, the private prep talk is super necessary, but a public expectation also needs to be created. And I think about the example within my own household. My role as a father has been made clear to everyone Present in this situation. As I've learned what it means to be a father, I have created an expectation. I've literally spoken to my wife and my children and explained to them what my role consists of as far as I am a provider. And that doesn't just mean a financial provider, although that's an essential component. I'm a provider of support, of consistency, of protection. And I'm also going to correct you when correction is necessary. I'm going to empower, motivate you, Love you. And I am going to push you toward your purpose and the best version of yourself. That is among many of the things that I've expressed they can expect from me. And I do this again because they are the board members. These little people are part of the mission. We're moving in the same direction Collectively, And in order for me to do that to the best of my ability, I actually need them. And I recall a specific instance, and it wasn't my finest moment. If I'm being honest, there was one evening where my wife wasn't feeling too good. And me being just the incredible husband and just man, I said, hey, babe, you go ahead and get some sleep. I will be with the kids, although in my heart of hearts, I had no desire (laughs) to do so. But I said, you know, what? get your rest, do your thing. And I was with the kids and it was getting late. It hit about 11 p.m. This was during the weekend. I was tired for some reason. The little one was up and she wanted to be carried for the rest of the evening. And the four-year-old and the seven-year-old were up as well. And it hit 11 p.m. And I'm just like, yo, at that hour, there should be no life in front of me. I should be totally (laughs) by myself. So many parents look forward to that late hour where you can just hear nothing except your breathing and your thoughts. That wasn't the case this evening. They were asking for food the little one was crying in my arms. It was still loud and just frustration overcame me. And all of a sudden, in this moment, split moment of anger, I kicked the chair in the kitchen. It ended up hitting the kitchen table and a couple of screws fell from that kitchen table. It was just a moment where I was overwhelmed And I stepped outside of my role and I proceeded to give the kids the food and eventually people went to bed. I know it wasn't my finest moment and there was some frustration toward myself. I was frustrated with myself as I went to sleep. And as I expected, first thing in the morning, my four year old is telling everyone in the house, everyone within an earshot what happened. Just Papa had he got angry and he kicked the table and some screws fell like she was just going and have informing everyone. This is a top story that following day. And then she eventually came to me and was just like, what happened? Why were you so angry? Why did you do that? And then she literally walked me through the breathing exercise that I had taught her. When she gets angry, so br- like inhale, breathe in through the nose for three seconds and then exhale for another three seconds. Do that five times. And she was uh, she literally walked me through it. So we did the breathing exercise. And afterwards, she just like, just breathe next time, dad, next time you get angry. And I said, I-, I agree. I'm sorry. And I went to everyone in the house and apologized for ultimately operating outside of my role. And yes, my four-year-old is a rat. She absolutely is. I can get away with nothing. However, the reason why she's able to walk me through the breathing exercises, the reason why she feels comfortable enough to share that moment with everyone in the house is because I've empowered her. I've expressed to her what my role is how I am going to operate and I've given her the right to challenge me when I step outside of that expectation so I've communicated my role not just for her sake so she knows what to expect from me but she can then hold up a mirror and be like hey bro you stepped outside of that and I am held accountable as a result I also had to talk to my niece and this is one of the struggles that those within the blended family can face. But what that moment meant for her is a little bit of PTSD and her last situation, the fighting and the anger, the lashing out was extremely unhealthy. She was a witness of violence between her mom And her mom's boyfriend at the time. And it was just extremely unhealthy. So when it came to me operating outside of my role, that meant something totally different for her than it did for my four year old. My four year old is just like, hey, bro, you need to breathe. But she, on the other hand, is shutting down because she feels a familiar sense of fear and intimidation because it resonates for her. In a different way. So for those of us, especially those of us that are parents within the blended family dynamic and you share custody or you are not completely familiar with the child's history, it is all the more important that we are a source and an example of consistency that we take our role and the operation within that role to another level. We don't have the luxury of being kind of good or having a vague understanding of what the role consists of and how we need to function within that role. We have to take it to another level because in the long run, when it's all said and done, that consistency will overcome the dysfunction that other people have been exposed to. And some of you, I feel can relate to that because you think about the other party, you think about the other parent and you know, something that isn't right is happening on that end. And you just lacked the control necessary to protect your child fully or to control the narrative. And that's just something that to some degree, they're just going to be exposed to and subject to. However, when that child gets older and they can look back to your consistency and how faithful you were to your role, then they can fall back on that. They don't have to become the dysfunctional person that was exemplified. They can look to you and know that they have options. They don't have to be this dysfunctional and hurt person that then turns and hurts other people because that's been their experience. They can look to the health that you exemplified because you went above and beyond to show them what a good and stable person looks like. So needless to say, I apologize pretty frequently and it is an extremely humbling experience, especially as I did that early on within my family and my marriage relationship. But It is something that I need to do for both the sake of my family as well as for my sake. And what comes from that is so much healing. And there is a greater sense of both peace and empowerment as I do that. And it's so different from what I experienced personally within my household growing up. I don't remember Apologies after mistakes. I didn't know that that was a thing that parents did. It wasn't an expectation that I had for them. And unfortunately, what that kind of created in me was this doormat mentality or this docile spirit where I couldn't really challenge a system that I knew was dysfunctional and kind of broken and affecting everyone poorly. And that's just not a system that I will allow to function within my household. So the importance of knowing your role, communicating what your role is and committing to operating um, within that role is just crucial in this house. And that brings me to my next Issue and that being, stop giving everybody a role. That is just so frustrating for me. Oftentimes, people have this long-lasting friendship, relationship, or somebody they're close to or want to be close to, and then all of a sudden they're saying to their children that this person is your aunt, or your uncle, or your godmother, or father, this person is your cousin, and With roles comes influence and expectation. So, if you tell your kid that this person is your auntie, naturally they're just going to have some level of expectation. You haven't laid out exactly how they're going to function in their lives and how they're going to operate in that role. However, nonetheless, there's just like, yo, this is my auntie. And therefore, if there are walls up, they come down. There's a level of comfort. And closeness that they kind of assume immediately upon being told that this is a person of influence, an important person in their lives. And guess what? So many of these people that are referred to as auntie and uncle, even if sometimes this applies to literal aunts and uncles, different subject for a different time. But they do not deserve the right until they've shown that they are willing and able to assume that role the right way. And because my wife and I are the type of people that are willing to have awkward and seemingly unnecessary conversations, we challenge those people that want to be around our kids. This includes family or those that just want to have some level of authority over an individual. We don't just accept somebody stepping into our space, family or not and just handing out rules or instructions. It doesn't work. I actually recall one instance where a family member came, and this is somebody who's you know been around for a while. However, there's just been a lack of healthy intention and influence. This person came to our home and then handed out an instruction to my, I think at the time she was three years old, but he was just like, If you don't clean up, then I'm throwing your toys away. And immediately I'm just like, bro, yeah, that's not your that is not your place. That is not you do not have that right. So challenging the capacity of his role. But I think about the other end and I think about my wife's sister when it comes to my niece. She and her husband have been in love with her since she was super young. And they've shown over time that they are faithful, that they love this girl. They care about this girl. They actually recently, when my wife and I went on a trip, took her and had her either spend the day with them or spend the night with them. But it was a right that they earned over time. They weren't just handed or expected to operate in a role. This is something that was established from all ends and in order to protect our children this needs to be done there are so many little kids out here there are so many children out here being abused sexually physically mentally because people are just given rights that they should have never had in the first place again these roles are naturally going to create influence and expectation that's just going to be the position that the child takes And these individuals who are dysfunctional, that shouldn't be in that role, it's possible that they abuse it. And it's important for us as parents to be mindful of this possibility. I recall a friend of mine who I've loved for a long time. Me and the dude went to college together. He's been a part of my life. One of my best friends. For the longest time, and I could have easily told my kids that this is your uncle. He was around here and there. However, I recognize that the dude is not in a position, as far as maturity, to be referred to as uncle. And honestly, they haven't seen him in the last two years. We haven't talked in a while because he's going through some stuff, but I didn't automatically give him the title and therefore the influence and expectation of an uncle just because he's been around for a while and I expected that he would continue to be around my children. So as you can see, I am I'm pretty passionate about this whole role situation. And again, it is all the more important in the blended family dynamic because you don't always know who your child is around. You don't. So we got to teach our little ones and show them That they can have expectations of adults. Adults just, they don't just rule the world. They can't just get away with whatever they want, tell you to do whatever they want. No, that's not how we operate in this household. And these random adults out here are not going to be able to operate that way outside of this household. And this is something that I experienced personally as my wife and I were moving toward marriage And therefore, I was going to have a title. My oldest daughter was going to give me a title. And we wanted to establish that prior to. So I remember we were at Harry Griffin Park and she was on a swing. And up to this point, we've done everything in our power to communicate my role and the expectation she can have for me. And this was the defining moment where it was just like. I went up to her and I asked, so we're getting married, me and your mommy, and I'm going to be your stepdad. And I just want to figure out what you want to call me. Do you want to call me stepdad? Do you want to call me daddy number two? Do you want to call me papa? Do you want to just call me Jeremiah? And she gave it some thought and eventually said, oh, I want to call you papa which made me pretty emotional. That's pretty awesome. And I'm sure the fact that she was four years old at the time made that situation so much easier. I can only imagine the difficulty of something like that for someone who's coming into a marriage relationship with like a nine-year-old child, an 11-year-old child, that looks entirely different in that stage of their lives. But because she's younger, And she had no recollection of her mom and dad being together in a relationship. It made that situation a lot easier. I can only imagine. But in that moment, I was giving her the right to create an expectation for me. And there was some level of understanding that dad, because her dad was present in her life at that time, is somewhat equivalent to Papa. So as she called me Papa, it communicated to me what capacity she wants me to operate in, what she expects of me and me agreeing with that is me saying that I am your Papa. I will be your Papa. And therefore, this is how I'm going to function in your life. And obviously neither of us, her or me, had a complete understanding of what it means to be a papa. Again, me and my wife were about to get married, so I wasn't even officially a dad, but I was a male figure in her life, and I had obviously never been a dad before. However, it kind of created this foundation to work from. Okay, this is where we're at. This is what we're going to build upon and, you know, 7 years down the line, I am Papa. I'm her other dad. And I believe that I'm pretty equivalent as far as the significance of my role to her biological dad. And that all started in that park as she was on that swing, as we were diligent and intentional on informing and empowering our oldest daughter as to what she wants from this relationship. And I know this sounds all peachy and everything and it sounds like a preferred situation, but I know this is not everybody's reality and nor was it mine. This has not been this linear and seamless experience for all of us when it comes to our roles. It can be very challenging to identify them, step into them and then proceed to operate in that role despite any Resistance that comes your way. I have struggled to be a step parent, to have faith in my role and to believe that I have my daughter's respect as her papa and to also believe that I'm actually making an impact in her life. This may be easier for some people because they've had incredible examples as far as their parents, guardians, or just people that have come into their lives And bless them with what a healthy individual looks like. However, there are plenty of people who can relate to my experience and had to learn on the fly, had to surround themselves and seek those people out, those healthy familial relationships and examples. So the process of identifying your role, assuming that role and operating within that role is not an easy process. And part of my job as the host of this podcast, in order for it to be as effective as possible, is for me to be vulnerable. And I want to share something with you concerning just a moment where I was wrestling with my role. So I'm going to read this note that I made really quick. Um, And what it says is, what does it even mean to be a dad? My experience and understanding of what it means to be a dad is so fractured. I am familiar with a man that essentially bailed on me because he didn't think that we could connect or that we had something in common. He didn't understand my needs, so my need for him and whatever he could offer was not recognized. So as I raise four little girls, I misunderstand my role. I don't fully compute the significance of my impact. This is because I just don't understand the value personally. I had to grow callous in order to be a son to the man that I refer to as my father, in order to remain in his household. I did that so that I'd remain unaffected by any of his actions that could have a negative consequence. As a result, I also became numb to any positive effect he could have had in my life. All that being said, I do not understand my value as a father. That's probably why I struggle with my temperament And my patience as I raise these incredible little girls, I don't fully understand what I can do for them and I don't fully understand what I'm doing to them. It's hard. I'm heartbroken because of what was and part of me is heartbroken because of what is. It sucks to hurt like this. I don't want to struggle, but more importantly, I don't want my children to have this struggle. So that was, uh, I think, a few months ago, three, four months ago, something like that. And obviously, like this was a moment where I was struggling with my role and my identity as a father because of what I experienced. Like this was an intimate situation, guys. What I just read, by the way, I'm pretty sure I was emotional, crying a bit. I believe I shared this with my wife. But this honestly, in my opinion, is what success looks like. I know it sounds like despair and struggle. But there is an absolute need for us to wrestle with this process of assuming our roles. I'm sorry, it's not just going to be this easy overnight thing. It can no longer be this vague. Oh, I'm a father. So naturally, I make the most money. I provide protection and discipline like it's it can't be just this cookie cutter situation. We have to wrestle with what it means operate in our greatest capacity so that we can get the most out of ourselves and we can also get the most out of our children and those within our family unit. So go ahead and wrestle. Go ahead and struggle to assume your role. Go ahead and fight the doubt that is constantly flooding your mind concerning the significance of your role. And your value especially as a parent it's necessary that we do so because the reward on the other side of our wrestling is fantastic Thanks for tuning in and please subscribe so you don't miss out on any of this blended goodness. It's going down again next Wednesday, but until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.